0: Hey there, welcome here to Becoming Rooted, where we hope that you find a conversation that is fun, lighthearted, and welcoming, but also encourages you to learn alongside us what it means to become rooted in Christ. Because friends, that is a process that is never over. I'm Amy.
1: And I'm Jerome.
0: And this is Becoming Rooted. Hey everybody! Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have with us Joy Michaels, who um, some of you probably recognize the name. She was with us at our last young adult retreat in February when there was a lot of snow. Your flight got rescheduled. Is that true? Or yes. did you? Yeah, I
2: canceled, and then we rescheduled. I don't know. Somehow we made it. It yep. was like <laughs> we made it somehow.
0: Yeah. Right? Because there was like 14 inches of snow. It, it wasn't was it? just. It was a crazy weekend, a little snow
2: (laughs) (laughs) moments when I was like, I don't know that we're going to be able to get there. And Mm -hmm. then Joel, like, can we like zoom you? Can we just do like virtual? And I was like, no, I want to (laughs) come.
0: Yeah. It's not good enough anymore. Right. (laughs) Like if the option of in-person. So um, yeah, so that weekend, even though it was shortened, because it was supposed to be a full weekend, it was shortened to a day, really a day, it was like 24 hours, right. half of a Saturday, half of a Sunday, it was still really a powerful weekend. Um, and and we just want to kind of dig into that insight that Joy um, shared with us there. So um, yeah, so we're excited to have you. So Joy is married oh, and yeah. has two kids, right? Yes, and you work for the Salvation Army. You're in Brooklyn. Are you willing uh, to share that?
2: The Bay Ridge Brooklyn Corps.
0: Yep, yeah. As
2: addition, I'm also almost done with hours to become a licensed marriage and family therapist.
0: So that's Ooh, amazing. That's awesome. That's really fun. It is fun. So
1: do I you love. want to, is the plan to start your own like practice?
2: Uh, The plan right now is, Cause I, I see clients still like, it's a, it's like my part-time job. Mm -hmm. Um, and I see clients, the hope is eventually to, to do that full-time. Um, I already work with the practice, so the hope is that eventually, but that's down the road. I have no idea when that will happen and I enjoy both of my jobs. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
2: You know, there's a side of me that gets really plugged in at the core and and like goes full on and like just enjoys ministry. And then there's a side of me that really enjoys being plugged in and doing sessions with clients and seeing that happen too.
0: Mm -hmm. When you work with clients, do you work with full families at a time or is it one-on-one typically?
2: Um, Usually the work is like with couples. So I'll usually couples together or I'll see like a child with a parent
0: mm-hmm. okay yeah. or
2: a child by themselves so it like with the family structure it's like i can see one person i could see both people i could see the whole the whole gang
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, It depends on what their goal is yeah or therapy mm-hmm.
0: so. that's really awesome i'm sure you've learned a lot through that process so <laughs> um yeah yeah cool so phone app that you use the most, is there one that you can think of that?
2: Marco Polo. Yeah. (laughs) Nice.
0: So communicating with people, which fits with like licensed counselor ministry. (laughs) Love people.
2: Do you have
1: like a a group of people that you Marco Polo all the time?
2: I have like individual people that I pretty much Marco Polo almost daily. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get on board with this.
1: Amy receives Marco Polos all the time.
0: (laughs) You, yeah, you and like I them. do, yeah. I don't dislike it. I just struggle to keep up with responding, but not just in Marco Polo. I think just in general, <laughs> like yeah. with with texting and everything. So. My
1: problem is I'll I'll get a text and then I'll think of my response and then I don't send it, which and is then, probably why Marco then,
0: Polo is great.
1: But then later yeah. I'm like, yeah, I responded. I remember what I said, and then I go look and it's nothing it? there.
2: Yeah, oh, <laughs> I
1: promised I was going to respond.
2: <laughs> I, I did. Yeah,
1: exactly. No,
2: that, that makes sense. I think for Marco Polo, it's just for me, it's like a part of my daily rhythm. That's how I keep connected to people because most of my closest friends don't live here.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's helpful. And it's also I don't like phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to sit on a phone call for hours with you. That is not how I want to spend my time. I want to be able to do my dishes while while you talk to me.
0: Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, yeah. anyway. That makes sense. Um, cool. Pet peeve. Do you have a pet peeve? Yes. I have a lot. <laughs> I don't know which one to choose. Um <laughs> Right now, my biggest pet peeve is having to pick up messes that other people make. Mm-hmm. I think most moms would
0: understand that.
2: 100%. <laughs> you are big uh, enough feet, and you can carry that to the trash can and to the sink. Do it. This is hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um, and then do you hit the snooze button, or
2: do you wake up immediately? It depends on the day. Mm-hmm.
1: So on a, on a free Saturday.
2: On a free Saturday, there is no alarm. <laughs> Nice. Right. <laughs> they're about my life. Mm-hmm.
0: Do your kids right. wake you up? No, no. my
2: kids are you know, twelve and fifteen, and they're in that age where they think it's really cool to stay up super super late, yeah, mm-hmm. and then sleep the day away. Yeah. Which I'm okay with you? Go ahead and do that. Um, because if you don't need me in the morning, I'm happy to have coffee and chill.
0: Do your own thing. Yeah, yeah. Our kids are in our room. It was at seven a.m. Now it's at six AM because of <laughs> daylight, daylight savings. savings. So I'm struggling with that. But yeah, like they are the alarm most days. Yeah. So yeah. little jealous, Joy, of your um I did that. I pro- I did that. <laughs> That's right. You put in your time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um do you live by any piece of advice or like a motto? Is there something or even a verse? I don't know. Either it's fine.
2: I don't think so. I there are verses that I believe the Lord has given me for different seasons of my life that I will lean into and dig into. Yeah. Um. But I don't know that I. I mean, I have had like mantras that have gotten me through seasons, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know that I have one right one. now. Yeah.
0: Okay, Joy. Um. So a few. Um. This or that question. So you just choose one or the other. And this is to uh, let us get to know you a little bit sunrises or sunsets
2: <laughs> that's i don't know can i just quickly say making decisions is probably the hardest thing for me <laughs> mm. doing this is like ah, okay, okay.
0: well gone. then i won't do 10 and i'll just do like three is
2: that no, good they, you do have many you need it's <laughs> a good practice yeah we'll,
1: okay we're, help, we're helping you grow
0: <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast um okay um oh hold on i was going are you a sports person no no okay then we won't ask those ones okay um reading or writing reading mm-hmm. comedies or horror movies
2: oh comedies hands down there is no way i'm ever, watching horror movies,
0: ever. <laughs> i'm Whenever with you
2: come on i like close my ears and my <laughs>
0: <laughs> and run out of the room <laughs>
2: Like, I'll sing. While I oh, yeah. Me.
0: Yeah, I get it. Okay, beach or pool? Beach. Oh. Yeah. You're, are you close-ish
2: to a beach? Yeah, we can get to the beach. I mean, we can walk a mile down and see the Hudson River. Okay. Like day, but we can probably get to the beach in, like, 30 minutes. Oh, that's, oh, that's nice.
0: very nice. Yeah. Okay, so then big city or countryside?
2: Probably city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
1: Any specific yeah. reason why?
2: I think the conveniences that are, are be, like, I, we love food. We love being able to shop. Like, we we love, also, we used to kind of live in the country. I wouldn't, it was suburban, but we our land backed up to, like, huge amounts of, and we didn't know our neighbors. Mm-hmm. We didn't know, like, the people in our area. We, now that we live in the city, it's like neighbors are your, you know all your neighbors. You know their names. Mm-hmm. You know how. You see them on the regular, and Mm -hmm. I don't get that in the country. Yeah, Yeah. or maybe I was just doing country life wrong. (laughs) No, I think
0: it's harder. Yeah, because I grew up in Ohio, and I think it's similar. Where well, I grew up in part a part of Ohio that was more country, Mm -hmm. and where we knew some of our neighbors. Some of them lived in the country because they didn't want people at their door. You know, so yeah, I can see that being different.
1: I have a question for you. Would you rather be the richest person in the world or the smartest
2: person in the world? Not the richest. So I guess the smartest, I don't know that I'd want to be that either. (laughs) I feel like the positions would be very lonely. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you're the smartest person in the room, always, who are you going to learn from Mm -hmm. the richest person in the world? Then I feel like you, people are just constantly, I don't know. I feel like you would always be looking over your shoulder.
1: Yeah. I feel like it would be harder to trust people. In those situations,
0: yeah. I don't want. Yeah, I think being the richest, while well, it sounds great in theory, I f- I agree. I think it would be lonely. But also, I think people just always want something from you. I right. think that also. While I tend to want comfort, this is a this is like a deeper. But I tend to want comfort and security. But then when I have it on uh-huh. board, <laughs> and then. You know, like, I don't, I don't trust. I don't try to grow. I don't, I don't, I don't know.
2: I, I was going to say, I think you lose something when, um, I feel like there is a bit of a numbing when every resource yeah. you could ever have at your disposal. I, I don't, I, I feel like there's even for me, there's a spiritual numbing. There mm-hmm. is something that has happened because I'm not rich and because there have been seasons where we've really struggled that has increased my faith
0: hmm that's, we can just end the podcast right
2: <laughs> right there.
0: No, just kidding. No, but that's very wise because if we're not challenged, if we're not made to be creative, if we're not made to trust who God is, and mm-hmm. we're never given that opportunity, and then we don't try to do that. Well, I think the nature of humans is that we wouldn't try to do that. Some people probably do, but, and I think of Solomon. Solomon started out strong. And he was probably the smartest and the richest (laughs) in both, (laughs) you know, and then his life just got sad. It just got sad at the end. I don't know. Right. Anyways. Okay. So let's jump in. Uh, We have some questions prepared. Um, So I gave you a few options in this first question. Uh, Tell us one of the following um, favorite TV show or movie, your favorite book or your favorite music artist. And I'm curious which one you chose.
2: (laughs) Um, I think my favorite, my favorite movie is Pride and Prejudice.
0: Mm. A jump back.
2: Yeah. It's, it's like if I'm sick or if I'm home and I have time, I'm, I'm pulling that one out.
0: Was that something you watched as a kid?
2: No, it came out, it came out when I was an adult, but I read Jane Austen. Like I read mm-hmm. so many of her novels that. And I love a good romance. I mm. love a good, like, period piece. I love a good romance. It just kind of hits all the...
0: Checks all things. the boxes, yeah.
2: Also, of course, my favorite artist is my husband, so... <laughs> That's
0: true. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so her husband is um, someone that maybe some of our listeners know as well, Marty Michaels, who led worship at that same weekend. <laughs> so, um, yeah, You're a great fangirl. Look at that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And he does. He does have a beautiful voice. Yeah,
0: he's incredible. Okay, so number two, what life lessons have you had to learn the hard way in your life?
2: All of them. (laughs) (laughs) Are Are you a stubborn learner? Yeah. I Well, okay, here's this funny. I was thinking about this. as As I was thinking about this question. I was on a Zoom call one time with a person and I was sharing my screen and I was doing something and she was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm doing the thing you asked me to do. And she was like, that's so hard, just do this. And I was like, oh, okay. And she said, you were making that so hard for yourself. I was like, I know, I tend to do that. (laughs) Like, and if you give me a minute, I'll probably figure out a harder way to do it. You just let me. So I, I don't know that I'm stubborn. I just think that the life, I think life lessons, if they're worth learning, if they're worth my time and my effort, then they need my attention. Mm. And so while it is hard, like the hardest life lesson I, I learn repeatedly is to trust.
3: Mm.
2: I don't trust ever, but yet we're called to trust. We're called to trust the Lord. We're called to trust one another. We're called to do this life together and trust is a big piece of it. And yet I'm still trying my best to learn that one. Mm -hmm.
1: And would you say that that struggle has been like your whole life or was there like a certain period of, of life where that kind of stemmed from?
2: I think all my life, I being a child and struggling with some pretty severe separation anxiety. My parents were officers. Uh, When they got to DHQ, they traveled a lot. And I I can remember having nightmares that they were going to die. I didn't trust that they were going to come home. I didn't believe that they were going to be there for me. You know what I mean? Which is, like, essentially that's a lack of trust. And I didn't know it then, but I can remember feeling feelings of, like, wanting to control a situation. You know what I mean? If you're a person who struggles with letting go of control, then you probably also struggle with trusting, Mm -hmm. just in general. And I don't don't tend to trust me, but that also includes other people. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been a journey. It's been a very significant journey and will continue to be. I have no doubt that that won't you know, that, that will continue to be a thing for me. Yeah.
0: When you look back over that journey, do you see how God brought certain people or circumstances in your life to begin to process that?
2: Yes. Um, I think a huge piece was he would bring circumstances into my life where I had been like micromanaging or super controlling over a certain person and then that person would let me down. Mm. Yeah. Um, my husband, my parents, somebody—you know what I mean—the people that I had counted on, mm-hmm. that I had learned to trust, were then people that let me down and broke my trust. And those were the moments when Holy Spirit would be like, "Because you need me, mm-hmm. and you need to trust me, because I had set those people up to make yeah. to meet needs." that were never theirs to meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those needs were never theirs to meet. To make me feel safe, that's not anybody else's job. Only the Father can do that for mm-hmm. me. Only Holy Spirit can comfort. Only Holy Spirit can guide. These people, are they just get to be people. Mm-hmm. They should never set up on pedestals or be idols. They should get to be people.
3: Yeah.
2: And there should be grace for them. And so I think that those were the moments when he would really kind of be like, yeah you're gonna have to learn to trust me more because I'm the only one who's not gonna disappoint you or leave you or let you go, but that's still hard
3: yeah mm-hmm. and
1: mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of times i I think that's a common you know struggle for people um because I think we naturally uh give uh, roles that are set aside for God to people Absolutely. Um, and trust is a big one and and so and I th- I think also when those people break that trust that it affects how we see God. Um mm. because a lot of times once once they the people break that trust, we we then give that role back to God, like, oh, like what God, why is this happening to me? Um yeah. when in reality we weren't trusting God in the first place, we were putting that giving the person the role that we should have been giving God, and not allowing, like you said, allowing the person to be just a a person in in your yes. life. Um, not to say that you shouldn't trust people, uh, right. but exactly. the the level of trust and where where the security in that trust comes from. Um, and trust is trust is scary. It's a scary thing because by trusting people, you know, by trusting them, being vulnerable with them, you give them a power um Mm -hmm. to also hurt you
0: yeah yeah when you experience i want to hit this because i think of some of the young adults that are teens young adults that are tuning in just thinking about um this is a process and oftentimes in those moments um it feels like it's going on forever and then you get to a point where you can look back on it and and talk about like some of the highlights but um, it's easier in hindsight, you know? So maybe speaking to somebody that's in that moment of, okay, I have to address the, um, God, has, God has shown me that I need to grow. It could be trust, it could be making a change in their life for whatever reason. Um, is there anything that you can think back on to, you know, if there's any encouragement that you would have even given yourself in those moments of challenge? Or permissions even, I think of like, sometimes I just react with anger or whatever, you know, like, I don't know if that brings anything to mind, any wisdom that you would have given yourself back then.
2: I think the wisdom that I would give myself or would give others would be just to be kind to yourself, be gracious to yourself, and just lean that much more into the Lord. Mm-hmm. Those were the only things that really got me through was just leading really hard into the Lord and, and going to people whose walk with the Lord I trusted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want somebody in my darkest moments. I don't necessarily want someone who doesn't know the Lord speaking into those moments. I'm sure there is wisdom to be gained from those from people who don't know the Lord in those moments, um, certainly like a therapist, a counselor, absolutely. But I also want somebody to say, "The Lord will comfort you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The Lord will be with you. He is your guide. This is not the end." Mm-hmm. And I tend, I tend, to be somebody who I don't tend to say why God. I don't know why that is. I don't know why I don't ask why, mm-hmm. except that I just sort of. I think my theology allows for bad things to happen to good people. Mm-hmm. My theology allows that, and so when bad things happen to me, I just kind of go, "You're going to walk with me through this valley. I believe that. I believe you're going to walk with me through this valley. Can you help me take my next step?" Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I would give to other people. It's like, yes, this life sucks and it's hard, and people disappoint us. Your heavenly Father's not going to disappoint you.
0: Yeah, so what I hear you saying too is some of those promises of God that are in Scripture that in those moments we have, we want someone to give us a promise that maybe we haven't known before or search Scripture for those promises to hold on to as well. I think it's so interesting that you're not a person who asks why because I would say that someone who doesn't trust probably, I don't know, maybe I have to rethink this,
2: (laughs) would ask why. I think... I think that was a broad statement for me to say. I think there have been moments when I've asked why, but because there's no clear cut answer, I don't want to get stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, When, when Marty and I were young, uh, I had just graduated college and um, I bought a house. I had a roommate and within months of moving in with my roommate, uh, she lost her boyfriend in a tragic Mm -hmm. accident. Yeah. Man. I have a, a t- By the time I, but by the time I received the news, he was gone.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So there was no chance to like pray for a miracle in there Six months later, I had another friend lose her boyfriend, and these were not like we were just dating for two weeks. These were relationships that these people had expected to be marriage.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Gosh, um, with this. In particular, I had the chance to pray and ask the Lord to heal, to do a miracle, and it didn't happen. And I really, really struggled with that. Because mm-hmm. I was like, was my faith not big enough?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Did I not believe enough? Why did it not answer that question, that and I think as I sat through it, I just, i for me, it just became, I just have to keep choosing God. I have to keep trusting Him. I have to keep loving Him. I want Him to speak to me in these moments, but He never gave me a why. I don't know that we'll know the answer The why mm-hmm. we lose friends. I don't know that we'll ever know that answer to why a baby doesn't get to be born. Mm-hmm.
3: I, don't,
2: I don't know those answers. I don't know the answers to why, mm-hmm. but I know the how. Mm-hmm. I know that I know how I'm going to get through is by clinging. Them to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, what I'm hearing you say is uh, you trust, maybe why you, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that um, you don't question God as much because you do trust him. hmm and so maybe, maybe you—I don't know if you question other people, and maybe that's not always true. I don't know. I—I'm speculating for sure. But. Well,
2: so I, I right. We, we were talking about hindsight, right? Mm-hmm. And I think when I look back, I can remember that I trusted God. But I think that sure. there were moments, for sure, when I was like, "I don't know that I trust you. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I trust you with this." Mm-hmm. Um it's funny because in the big moments yes i trust him but it's in the daily moment for me that i don't trust yeah. like whether or not we're gonna be able to pay that bill or whether or not you know we're gonna it's in the smaller things where trust really shows up for me that, that are difficult
1: yeah do you find that with people as well um that it's it's smaller things that you struggle to trust people with or
2: yeah, I think so. I think it's probably I think it's in the daily cuz those are the those are the places where you get stuck. So much so much of the time I I get stuck believing people are going to fail me. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'm amazed when they don't. Like, <laughs> together. Hmm. But
0: yeah. And I think the practical things are harder than the like theoretical things too. So, thanks for diving into that cuz that was I think that's something that has a lot of I mean really just practical value too in, in the sense of trusting God isn't always easy in smaller moments when you look back and you see what he's done for you you can that's a, that's a great tool for um, building our trust in the Lord and and you see that in scripture too which is always stuck out to me the altars that they would build in the Old Testament and all of that but um,
1: I think yeah. I'm Sorry, go ahead.
2: Well, I was just thinking about something too. I think that there have been times when I didn't feel like I think there's a difference between feeling and knowing too in this process. Like I don't, I didn't feel like I was trusting God, but I knew I had to. You mm. know? What
1: I'm yeah.
2: But like Scripture says these things, so because Scripture says these things, I'm going to choose to believe them, even though I don't feel Him, I don't want to, I don't like feel like trusting him i'm gonna just simply do my best to to believe what i know is true Mm
0: -hmm. and to
2: go back to the foundation
0: yeah gosh that's so good it's really good
1: yeah and as i think i've i think i've had similar uh circumstances in my life where i've i don't necessarily struggle to trust god in the big situations um but i think with with the smaller stuff, it's not necessarily because I don't trust God, but more because uh, I trust myself
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, so much in those in those situations that I'm like, okay, God, I got this. Like this is this is easy, I got this. But then with the hard stuff, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. God, I need you. God, I need your help. I'm gonna trust whatever you say. But then in the smaller things, like, and and I've seen I've seen it in my life where I can feel God saying this is what I want for you. I want you to do this. And I'm like, well, but I, I think I'm just going to do it this way or I'm going to do this because I got this. Like I can do this.
2: Yeah. So much so, yeah.
0: right? Yeah. Well, there's societal pressure too to like pay a bill. <laughs> like, I mean, if we can, you just write the check and that's what you need to do because that's just how we right. live. But yeah, sometimes God's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you think about that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not ever an easy, practical yeah. And Bless I think him.
1: and I think there's some fear too. It's especially like when I think of financially like there is that fear of not being able to, you know, pay the things that you need to pay um when God is like, "Hey, I want you to support this person or I want you to, you know, give uh more to whatever." Um and then you're like, "I could do that, but I was really hoping to save that so that we can pay for our things and not have to worry, um, and you know, God's like, well, if you trust me, then you need to do what I ask you to do.
0: Right, yeah. an upside down kingdom, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so um, can you remember the first time that you encountered the Lord, and can you describe that for us?
2: Yes, kind of. <laughs> I. So I, I became a Christian at a young age, like mm-hmm. I was six probably, but I went to the altar. Sunday, because mm-hmm. that was what you're supposed to do, right? And I grew up in the church, so of course that was what it was. But um, the first time I remember ever feeling like I had encountered the Lord uh, was the youth councils and the musical. I grew up during a time when youth councils always had a musical.
1: Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing <laughs> Me
2: either. Youth councils, I welcome. <laughs> so the musical that year was Godspell and i remember very specifically the cast so jesus and his disciples all had a secret handshake in this version of Godspell jesus and his disciples all had a secret handshake and for me that did something in me because i was just like that's how much of our friend he is mm-hmm. that you can have a secret handshake with jesus And I think I I really, really, that impacted me so deeply because I came home and I was like, he's my friend. Because before it had always been, he's judge, he's God, he's far away, he doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, I I know I'm supposed to love him, I know I'm supposed to trust him, but it didn't feel reciprocal. It just felt like he was judging me and I was supposed to be all about him. Mm -hmm. But that weekend really taught me that, like, no, he he's your friend and he loves you and he wants to be with this with you in this life. Mm -hmm. And that was a really cool thing for me.
1: Yeah. I think the, the idea of you use the the term you, you being all about him. Um, and the idea of God being all about us is it can be life changing. Like to know that there's a God who, who knows every hair on your head, right? Who knows us so deeply and intricately that he cares about the small stuff. He cares about the details in our lives. Uh, that can change your, change your world, you know, to have that realization.
2: I feel like it's a deep breath. I feel like that's the, the shift mm-hmm. before it was performative. Yeah. Because I have to do X, Y, and Z so that he will love me when we get to, he's our friend. And that he is for us. And that he loves us. That's when we get to breathe and be like, oh, I want to be in this with you. Because the more I'm in this with you, the more I get to know you. And yeah. it's not about being right. It's about just being. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. it's yeah, really powerful stuff. So that probably, I think that kind of impacted even what you spoke about at maybe very indirectly, let me just say, <laughs> but what you spoke about last year, um, and I remember the motions the most, and I forget some of the motions, so I secretly want you <laughs> to teach us that again, and we can describe them for our audience, but um, just um, about reading Scripture and hearing from the Lord. So do you remember what, do you know what I'm talking about when I ask that? Okay, perfect. Can you teach us again?
2: Sure. So uh, I think I always start with, reminding people that god is always speaking and that i don't know if it's a larger church culture or if it's just salvation army culture we put so much pressure on people to hear from the lord yeah hear from the lord and most of the time in the salvation army it's around whether or not you're called to be in office uh, right? mm-hmm. like so it's not just in the big things i think that's the i think that's that was the reason why i wanted to teach what i taught at the young adult retreat was because you can hear from the lord every day he wants to talk to you he wants to know you and he wants you to know him mm-hmm. really in the long run he wants you to know him and so that's why I taught it. Like I taught it at the young adult retreat because I also think that people are like, well, was that God? I don't know. I don't know if I, if I know his voice Yeah. and I think we've overcomplicated it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that we tend to like make it this while well, I'm not sure. I don't, maybe that was just me. Well, mm-hmm. maybe it was, I don't know, but we test it to find out.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, the first motion and the way to test it, so let's say you've heard from the Lord or you think maybe you've heard from the Lord or you've had this weird thought that, like, you're like, I don't understand what that is. You test it, right? And so the first way to test it is it's you, you just simply hold up your pointer finger and point it towards the sky, okay. right? <clears throat> That's, it. That's the first motion, and it's does it, does God's character confirm it? Does, like, does it exalt him? that's really like when you're pointing up, it's like, does it exalt him Mm -hmm. is what you've heard going to bring him glory. If it doesn't probably not from him. (laughs) I think that goes with like things that we believe about ourselves that are, that are shame inducing. That's Mm -hmm. not glory. So that's not from him. If you're experiencing shame in your life, not him conviction. Yes. There's difference. Conviction allows us to turn and go the right way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, And, leave that and walk forward and be free shame says no 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 you can't forget that you did this wrong Mm -hmm. you have to live here right yeah so like okay well so that's not glorifying god cut it out let go do what you need to what's the lie that you're believing there about you about god and do the work that you need to do so that you can get free and Mm -hmm. and walk forward that was a little extra but does it glorify The second thing is you you take your two fingers, but you kind of make air quotes, right? So you air quotes (laughs) because that scripture does scripture back up what you heard. If you know you're hearing something and it is absolutely outside of scripture, then that is not from the Lord. The Lord is never going to tell you to go do something that's not backed up by scripture Mm -hmm. there's there's never going to be a thing where he's like yeah yeah go do that really bad behavior Mm -hmm. (laughs) to me nope Nope. (laughs) Mm -hmm. the third thing is i um i like to wiggle my fingers. so you hold up three fingers and you kind of wiggle them because for me that always Reminds me of, did you ever do like the whole, here's the church, here's the people, open the door and there's the people? All the people, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) All the people. And so three is do other Christians confirm it, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you, if, if it glorifies God, if it, if, if it's backed up by scripture, when you take it to a friend who also knows the Lord or to more than one person who know, who know the Lord, then, and they go, yeah, that like it resonates in their spirit, then You've probably heard from the Lord. You're probably on the right track. Four, four and five get tricky just because the, the hand motions don't always work with them, but it is what it is. Four is, will it bring fruit? So I kind of make my hand look like it's picking up a thing of fruit, right? Or pulling an apple. If you've ever been apple picking at an mm-hmm. apple, or, pick fruit with it. And so does does it bear fruit? Will, it, will what this thing that you've heard from the Lord bring about good things in your life? Will it bring joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all the fruit of the spirit? Will that happen in your life Mm -hmm. because of that you've heard? And then the fifth thing is I kind of just go like that. Like, will it? Oh, that's like the baseball term for safe. That's why. Which they don't combine, but for me, it makes sense. I don't know.
0: Yeah. What did it cut out when you said, so what was it? Will it be safe? Is that what you said?
2: Well, because in baseball, that's the motion comes to when a runner is safe on base. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. does God bring it to pass? Is it safe? Mm, okay. Does it actually, does this thing actually happen? Yeah.
0: Sorry, so would, I'm like scribbling down notes too. So, <laughs>
1: so would you say that that, that well, fifth thing is more of a kind of uh, in the moment once you've trusted or maybe after the moment if it was like a short term thing?
2: Yeah, I think that it's, I think that you don't wait for God to bring it to pass so much as you keep living into this word mm-hmm. and I think eventually you see it you see the fruition of this thing for example I was young I was at a, I was in college and I had gone to a youth councils and I felt very deeply impressed upon me that the Lord was I just kept hearing the word speak over and over and over again that weekend and it was so powerful it like brought me to tears and I was like I don't know what to do with this mm-hmm. I don't know what that means to speak But then I just I what I have realized is that those that one word was sort of a mantle that the Lord was placing upon my life. That as I walked throughout my life, He gave me messages to give to other people, and He was calling me to speak. And so I have watched that come to pass. And so that's the best example I have. Yeah, that's great. Is that. Yeah. So.
0: And I think that I love that because then you have the eyes of expectation in the sense of, okay, what is the Lord doing? And you get to, you have, a, maybe it speaks more to the attitude of, of your heart in looking for what he's going to do. I think,
2: I think these sort of quick tips are also helpful when somebody comes at you mm-hmm. and is like, the Lord told me to tell you, you need to test it. Yeah. Yeah. If other people are giving you a word. Then you get to you get to check it too. You don't always have to go. Oh well, so and so said this, so I'm going to go for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Check it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Take it to the Lord.
1: What I love about the the hand gestures uh, and the the simplicity of it is that you can use it for the big stuff and you can use it in the small stuff. You know, because I I keep thinking of you know those little nudges that God you know gives us and You can think and it doesn't take long to do like, okay, well, would that thing glorify God? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think it would. And you know, it it would bring me, you know, joy to do this, you know? And um, you know, so I think it's just helpful. And you know, I think other people would say the same thing. So maybe I should just do it. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's helpful, right? When big and small, what's really hard is when it's scary.
0: Yeah. When
2: it's our comfort zone and the Lord's like, yeah, so good. <laughs> ah! I wish that everyone could see your
0: face when you did that right there. Like, oh, that was so good. She kind of just looked at the screen with the smirk of like, yep, you're gonna, <laughs> I'm going to test you right now. Kind of thing. Yeah, it is scary. It is scary sometimes. And I think where I, um, obviously this has been a process This, I think that this podcast kind of birthed out of the idea of I was afraid to listen to the voice of God and a lot of, um, for a lot of reasons, not necessarily because I didn't want to hear him, but sometimes (laughs) because I didn't want him to challenge me, or also just that questioning that you were speaking of before like, am I making this up because I want it? Like, or like, am I making this up in my heart or my mind? Is that really the Lord? Was it not? And, um, and I think, um, forgetting what my point was. But other than, um, no, I just think that this is a process in learning to listen to the Lord. And um, the more that we work at it, it's like drawing or, you know, writing or whatever. The more effort you put into trying something to try to learn it, the better we become at it. And, And I just think... Man, just having five things to like, bullet points to kind of go through is so helpful. So I'm gonna recap them. Okay, so pointing to the sky does it glorify God? Air quotes for if if it's scripture. Three fing- three fingers to wiggle like wiggly fingers. Oh, people. <laughs> they're people. Yeah. So just confirming with other Christians. Four, will it bring fruit? So you're like picking the fruit. And five, um, like safe. Yeah, you make the motion with both of your hands. Safe um, would be, does God bring it to pass? Do we see it happening um, because of what's happened in our life? Um, and that can take time. So those are the five. Yeah? Sweet. Thank you for sharing that with us. I um, I remember thinking that's so practical when you were speaking, and I just wanted to I remembered like the first three, and then four and five were trickier <laughs> for me. So, yeah,
2: just remember the first three; you're good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because if the first three are solid, then four and five will come.
0: Yeah. You good
2: know point. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that that's really so. Even if you just remember the first three, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hmm. <laughs> so.
0: Because four and five, like you said, they're probably more like in hindsight, looking back and seeing, okay, I heard that word, you know, two years ago, and now look at what's happened. And then just that confirmation of um, seeing God work. And yeah,
2: yes. (laughs) Um, It's something special, when Amy, when you are able to say, in the past, I haven't necessarily wanted to hear from God because I was scared. And that, I think, is so profound that other (laughs) so that other people can hold that and go oh yeah i'm afraid of what he's gonna tell me yeah because it is he is mighty
0: Mm -hmm.
2: mm-hmm and wonderful and huge and a big god and yeah it can be scary to interact with him Mm
3: mm-hmm you
2: know it makes sense and and i think what you were saying about how if you practice and you sit long enough to listen I think the fear dissipates Yeah. at some point. I think that hearing kind words from your father, there was a season in which I kept going to the Lord and I was like, Hey, do you want to say something to me? And he would just be like, I love you. And I'd be like, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but he was like, yeah, because you're not getting it yet. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love you. And just day after day after day, I I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And if that's all that you ever hear from him, you're probably doing a whole lot of stuff right.
0: Mm-hmm. This all reminds me of the. There's a quote, and I'm gonna butcher it, but uh, look it up. Um, the can, Chronicles of Narnia. We can put it in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. That's man. This is you're wonderful <laughs> anyways um it's it's the chronicles of narnia and it's lucy speaking about aslan aslan represents the god figure lucy is one of the children that is part of the adventure that gets to meet aslan who is spoken so she doesn't meet him right away she he's spoken of to her um by these beavers right is it beavers i think i don't know again Watch the movie, yeah. <laughs> but, um, one of the beavers says to her before she gets to meet him about how he's she said, "Isn't he something to be afraid of? And the beaver's like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, he's something to be afraid of, but he's good, mm-hmm. you know, And I think those two things, go together in the sense of, yes, I am afraid to speak to God because I know He's gonna challenge me. And I know that He's going to ask me to do hard things. And I know that He's going to um, maybe just push me out of my comfort zone and, but then again, like He is such a safe spot that those two things, when you're asked to do the scary, uncomfortable, faith-driven things, man, we get to see a God who loves and cares and speaks into those scary, dark corners of our heart and then just makes our life come alive, you know? So yeah, I, I love that quote. Sorry for my tangent, <laughs> but I just, I've loved that recently.
1: I think all of this makes me think of how the more that we trust him uh, in the small stuff, in the big stuff, uh, the more that we, we learn what he wants for us And the easier it is in the future uh, when we hear things to know, oh, yeah, that this is pride from God. Because I think of like in relationships, as we as we grow in relationship with other people, we learn who they are as we learn more about who they are and uh, the things that they would say to us. We can say, oh, this isn't if somebody was to come to us and say, hey, uh, you know, your friend so and so said this about you and you can go. No i don't think he would say that um because I know his character I know what I already know what he thinks of me because of the relationship that we've developed um and I know who he is, and um he would tell me if he thought that right um and it's kind of the same thing with God, where the more we grow in a relationship with him, the more we learn about his character, who he is, and also who he says we are and who we who um He's created us to be, then we can kind of filter it through that as well. I don't think God would say this because I know these things about God.
0: Yeah. yeah you're Absolutely. testing it. That's what you're doing. I mean, I think that's like showing the testing. And I would also add, it starts with knowing, like when you meet somebody, you get to hear their voice and then you start to like know the distinctions in their voice. How do you say this out loud? Right. But like there's the quality of their voice becomes a thing. But yeah. then, then you get to know their character, you know, like it builds mm-hmm. just like, just like a relationship in life does. It, it's the same with the Lord. You know, you start to recognize his voice and then you start to know his character and then that trust just builds. And,
1: and you can probably hear his voice when, even when he's not speaking, right? Like I'd, I'm thinking specifically of being a kid and being about to do something and then hearing my dad's voice. Well, you, be, you better not do that
0: <laughs> as in like in your mind or yeah. like he said it behind you yeah.
1: well i can in my mind hearing it knowing that my what would my dad say about got it got it, got it yeah and then and hearing his <laughs> voice like before i do it i'm like eh, maybe i shouldn't probably not
2: probably yeah. not a good idea. Yeah. yeah yeah and
1: so sometimes like it doesn't have to necessarily be god yeah. speaking something to you but knowing yes this is something god would want me to do or no he wouldn't based on
0: what I know about him.
2: Yeah. I think it's also helpful while we're talking about being able to hear from him to acknowledge that we don't all hear him say.
0: Mm, yeah. It's incredible how he uses so many different senses and um, experiences and people, you know, to just know how to talk to you. Yeah. Yes. So in your life, um, reading scripture, what have you, or just in general, it can be scripture, it can, whatever, 12 disciplines, what have you found um, to be valuable in your process with growing in Christ?
2: Oh, man. (laughs) So one, I would say two things probably in my walk with the Lord that have really kind of helped. The first would be having a journal with me while I'm doing my devotions, because my thoughts are often chaotic. So I think the best way for me to pray is often writing my prayers down.
3: Hmm.
2: Clarity will come. uh, Understanding comes. So that's one thing that I would say. The other thing is, like, I need to have a plan. I'm that kind of person. Other people are not like that. And I can get that behind that too. I cannot operate that way. Like I need to have a plan to follow because that sort of helps frame my time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I need to have a place and a time and a, a passage basically like that. And the passage is usually the plan. Like, am I reading through the Bible for the year? Am I reading through the, through the Psalms for the year? What am I doing? And then if something about that is a little off, I can tweak it. But for the most part, I need a plan. Yeah. And then I think one of the best ways that I've ever learned how to pray was for me. I call. I remember reading something a long time ago that was called having a rule of life or priming the pump. So oftentimes, when I pray, I start with scripture because, kind of going back to that whole trust thing. I also don't trust me, mm-hmm. and I know that a lot of people in their prayer life don't trust themselves, so they're worried that. Are these words right? Am I doing this right? Am I blah, blah? If you're praying scripture, you're probably not getting it wrong. Mm -hmm. And so for years, I would pray either through uh, Psalm 23 or through the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. But I would slow it down, and I would stop when it felt like, oh, that part of this scripture feels important. And I would just kind of mull that over, like, the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah, the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. He cares for me. He counsels me. He's good to me. He loves me. He's kind to me. You know, like I would just sort of take it and then just string it out so that it was, it was just a a reminder to myself, but also me saying to the Lord, thank you for being these things. Mm -hmm. I shall not want. Wait, what? Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wait. Okay. So then, that was a correcting piece for me. You know what I mean. So it's just sort of things like that that, for me, have been key markers in my life that have really simply been formative. Yeah. The other thing, the other key thing for me was learning how to do Lexio Divina, which is Mm -hmm. sacred reading, and that that changed my walk with the Lord significantly.
0: Yeah. And we can link some of those resources. There's like plenty of resources on on Lexio Divina. Um, is it Lexio? Lectio? I can never say it right. <laughs> there's an app too. I don't know if you use that app, but um, they do yep. the morning and evening prayer times. And I think there's like family ones versus personal ones too. So we'll link some of that in the, in the show notes. But, um, but more on how, like, is that something that you found to just give you structure or why, is that, why has that been important for you?
2: Um, I think... Mostly because it was how I knew without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord was speaking to me. And that I was, I don't know if anybody else has this, but I was a full grown adult with children before I ever had a scheduled time with the Lord every day.
1: Oh yeah, me too. Because
2: life is hard and things go weird. Mm-hmm. So I really struggled to get there. But I think that having these key things, we're just sort of this, okay, that's what I know to do. And then I didn't have to worry every day about what part of the Bible I was going to read. I've got these two things. So if I can do that, then every day I'm going to show up. Did I feel it every day? No. (laughs) You know, but I did and I do still do it because I know that it's in those interactions when he draws me closer.
0: Yeah. So good. Um, I feel like we've kind of talked through the ne- the other two questions that we were going to ask. So, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else that you have in mind um, to share, but those are incredible resources already. And I think that there's a lot to learn and a lot to chew on just through this hour of time that we've spoken. So,
1: yeah, if there was if there was one thing uh, that you would want uh, the listeners to, to get out of this time, uh, what would that be? One thing. <laughs> yep one one thing.
2: One thing. I think it would be God loves you, and He wants to hear from you, mm-hmm. and He wants to spend time with you. So when you miss, no shame, no shame mm-hmm. in missing. We're humans. We're, we we miss times, but He still loves you. He still wants to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's also to our benefit to get to spend time with Him.
1: Yeah. I think we can, we can give God so many human qualities that sometimes we can think, oh, because I haven't spoken to him, he's probably mad at me. He doesn't want to talk to me now. But that's not, that's not who God is. God always wants to talk to us, no matter where we're at and, or how long it's been.
2: Yeah. And you know that whole thing about time, how we think about time linearly? He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's outside of it, and he already how your life gets formed. So congratulations. He doesn't, I mean, he wants to spend time with you, but he's also not going to kiss kids. Yeah.
0: he is. Such an interesting, so we could go on that for another hour, but um, (laughs) (laughs) we won't. So uh, yeah. Um, And I think for me, I'll just end with this, that my testimony was more, I was like rigid before kids. And then when I had kids, it was an interruption to that. And I, I feel like I, God just taught me that it's a walk. So it yes, you should have time every day set aside for like studying the Bible because that's how you learn God's kingdom and the rules of his kingdom and not our kingdom in the world that we're in. But also if you have like 10 minutes versus an hour or whatever it is that you like set aside, then um, it could look like bringing a verse with you on a card and just saying that over and over throughout the day. And I had to learn that because I would, I would shame guilt, you know, all of those things about the time that I wasn't in the word because the six o'clock was the time I was going to do that six o'clock a.m. And then my son woke up at six o'clock a.m. And I had to feed him and I didn't have, you know, like there was
2: wake up before six a.m. There's not we don't have choices. I'm not going to wake up at like four forty five so that, you know, that's I can't live sleep deprived either.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's freedom in that. And you just, you seasons of life and, but all like whatever it is, whatever, everybody's life looks different that in this room, wherever you're listening. And what she said is absolutely true that God loves you and he wants to hear from you. And what that looks like is different for everybody. And the commitment to figuring out is what's important. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you so much for setting aside this time. Uh, we're so appreciative of of you and, and what you've shared with us and the vulnerability that uh, that you've given us. And I think that it's really, really important to us to um, teach people about loving the Lord and what that looks like. And I think that you have a lot of wisdom into that. So um, the fruit that will come from even just this hour is beyond what we can know and that's exciting
1: thank you joy for coming (laughs) on the show we we appreciate you
2: absolutely totally welcome
0: (laughs) all right friends that is all for us today hope that you found something worth a laugh maybe something that was encouraging or even better yet something worth changing and applying in your life
1: And if you'd like to stay connected with us and what we're doing, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at Swanecki Youth. Also, make sure to like and follow us on our Swanecki Youth Facebook page.
0: Until next time, keep digging deeper as you embrace the process of becoming rooted.